I mean, I've long thought I was on the road to being a prepper, but now that I've, I've, I've actually long realized known that you are, <laughs> it's not a thought. Now that I realized what I actually purposed as I'm tracking it, and I read the description because I kind of bought it in a little bit of a frenzy, and now I'm like, oh boy, I really did this. Wait, that so says this is tactical the thing- on it. Oh. It says tactical oh. in the description oh, of it. Oh, Greg. Oh, hello, everyone. This is, is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Still, Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. A lot to talk about today. Of course, Mr. Rick Emerson will be joining us here momentarily for our Monday Rick Days. But Monday Rick Day. But I do remind everybody, it is... Uh, Monday, May 18th, 2020, oh during the apocalypse. It is May 18th, so it's been a good solid two months here that we've been broadcasting from the spare bedroom at my house, and uh, so it looks like we'll be here Do for a while. Do we actually longer. have our own studio, or is that just a dream? I don't know. It's did we ever leave? This is a did dream. we ever leave here? Everything before this is just a dream, <laughs> so I really don't know how we've it all works We've just been here the whole time. We've been here the mm. whole time, but uh, we are here uh, bringing you this show every day, and I do want to thank everybody who's been supporting us, either listening to the show or sharing the show, or of course, you can go to our website, funemploymentradio.com, and click on the Audible link right there at the top of the page. And uh, I want to thank Dennis for doing that because Dennis actually sent me an Audible book. Sent me what? A gift. Yes. That's super nice. So is it like he picked the book for you or you yes. get to pick your own? No, he picked the book for me. Oh, what is it about? Because, you know, I'm always what looking for new about? sci-fi books. Mm-hmm. So this one's called The Rookie by Scott Sigler. And he said it's another sci-fi book. Take Scott America. Sigler? It sounds like, uh, like he's related to Dirk Diggler. Except that would be Diggler would probably have to be the last name for that one. But yes, I, I'm sure they I'm sure they know each other. They do, or they knew each other. It's true. They were best friends. Uh, he said it's take American football, add alien races, and you have a fun read. So it's apparently alien football. <laughs> that seems about right. Yep. All right. Perfect. It sounds good to me. I will definitely well, be listening to that I after my Charles you, Manson book. I'm getting very close to the end of my Sue Grafton book, and I'm getting really nervous. I'm getting really nervous. Okay. Because it does say, like, but, like you know when something's going to happen, when you've been reading something, you're like, you know something's building, but you don't know what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. That's why books are always such an adventure, especially you. if you listen to them by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on that Audible link. All right, there we go. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing, uh, so something I want to, uh, I guess I'll just address this before, before Rick comes on, and it is, I'm starting to notice some things about myself. Are you looking in inward? Well, inwardly. I mean, you know, it's everybody's kind of learning things about themselves during this entire thing. Like, like for how example, do you handle I'm, it? I'm trying to learn whether or not I'm a glasses person. Oh, you're. I'm a glass. Oh, you're. Oh, I definitely am. I Thank think, you. Well, for you, I mean, I could give you my opinion, but I don't know if that's what you want. I would. Th- sure. I would say that you. We all knew you were going to end up as an eccentric old lady. Correct. With like strange colored hair and weird clothing and glasses Wait, old and lady well yeah eventually that's what you were going to end up being like you you know that you were going to be the weird lady with like like with the you know what i'm talking about no Do I, I, even I would need like to, write you to tell me yeah. <laughs> like you know with a lot of bright lipstick um you know in your 60s with your hair still in like multiple colors and done up and like a fur jacket kind of thing and you know basically like moira is is on a you only saved that entire like hole that you were digging by saying moira by the way but i think that this during the apocalypse has kind of ramped up the escalation of this because the glasses that you're wearing now are definitely something that i think is an escalation I did not spring for the anti-glare. These are just full-on plastic right now. Yeah, yeah. They're, I'm trying them on, so before I, get, before I pay to put the lenses in them, I do want to make sure that I like them. So this is like my test run right now. Oh, you're going to put actual lenses in those? Oh, yeah. 
Right, you're gonna wear those as like an all. And I wish I know for the audio podcast you can't see this. We'll post a picture. Um, they're so the glasses themselves, the lenses are, are about twice as large as normal glasses. Um, there is a like turtle kind of shell, very thick frame. Those close tortoise. Tortoise, very mm-hmm. thick frame, and then the actual uh, what would that be? The arms of the sunglasses? I, I don't know. Uh, they're quite. I mean, they look like they're about an inch tall. And uh, they've got some different coloring on them. So overall, they, have a they red do look and like a turquoise triangle on the side, uh, interspersed yes. with the tortoise shell. They're super cool. It's kind of a mix between, I would say, like a '70s mafia wife and the old guy from Up. I would say it's a mix between those two. (laughs) If you could cross those two things together, that's about what it is. And you know, and more power to you. I'm glad that you enjoy those. But yeah, it has. I think they're and they're not usually so reflective. It's just there's like 17 bright lights in here right now, so it's just reflecting off of everything. Plus, you can't see my thoughts now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's (laughs) that's what we're at with that. Yeah. So that's I'm I'm in the point of buying my whimsical glasses. Greg, what point are you at right now? So this is where I I didn't really think this through. Um, I not that I necessarily regret this decision, but then what's bothering you? There was a post on my page the other day. Um from Tristan about cargo shorts because we talk about cargo shorts here on the show and uh, and you know and that I do I do still have a couple pairs of cargo shorts you and do. I think that they're very functional yeah which is why I don't understand why you make fun of my fanny packs because they both there's are there's a difference there's a no difference. because they both and I do want to give a shout out to my pal Dimitri who sent me the most disturbing fanny pack I've ever seen it looks like a human man's stomach covered in hair it is absolutely disgusting, and it totally grosses Greg out, so I'm going to wear it every day. It does Thank gross you. me out quite, mm-hmm. a, quite a bit. It really, truly does. <laughs> so uh, what I purchased and what I realized I was just tracking was, let me just read the description Please. of what this actually says. And then I think we should bring Rick on, and, because and this kind of seems like something that he might be into, too. Uh, yes. I, well, I don't know. I don't know if this is something he would be into You guys or are not. both like in your respective bunkers a little, so well, I would kind of like to see if, if his bunker is similar is. to yours. 2020 upgraded men's tactical waterproof cargo shorts. They're waterproof, do they mean pee-proof? Well, they're waterproof. I mean, you can go, it's like a swimsuit, too. Oh. What do you mean pee-proof? What is that? I don't know. I what are you implying by that? I, don't, I was wondering why well, it's I'm important what for you, you to have imagined. waterproof pants. Because you can go in the water. They're shorts. But then they're like, if you're running, you're not going to get like soaked too. It's going to, the water's going to run off of it. Oh, it just wicks off? Yeah. Does it wick off? I would imagine so. Okay. If you have tactical cargo shorts, I think, I think that's probably what you're going to be getting with Can you please tell those. me what would make them tactical? Oh, they, they have or a actually, video. I think that we need to bring, let's bring Rick on for this because I believe that he's going to have as many questions as I do. Okay. And All right. I well, think that that would be the, that would be fair because I don't want to have this conversation and then have him not be a part of it. All right. We'll get him on. For those of you listening via, via video, uh, we're just going to pause here for a second while we do that. If you're listening via podcast, it'll be like nothing ever happened. So joining us now is Rick Emerson. All right, Rick, I do want to ask, why are you tying your shoes? Does it make you... I have to put on my shoes every day and I wear them like all the time because it makes me feel as if I'm doing something. You know, as if like I things on, have purpose. I put on my shoes and my socks the instant I get out of bed. Yep. If I don't put on my shoes and socks, I feel like a loser. I totally have to, too, like for my mental well-being to actually exactly. just put no, them I, on. I can't. I don't really dig being barefoot. And if I and if I just like walk around without my shoes and socks on, I just feel like 
I don't know, like some unemployed shiftless slack ass, even if there's no reason to feel that way. I know, so. right? You might as well just put shoe boxes on your feet at that point. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or not shoe boxes, Kleenex boxes. Kleenex is what I'm boxes. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, Either it's Rick Emerson. Uh, all right, yeah, let's just go in. No, I thought, I thought we were going. Oh, we're coming in. Oh, yeah. All right, we're already in. Yeah, all we're right. in there. Hi, Rick. So, we, we, I have a question. Well, I don't know if I have a question. Sarah had questions for me. All right, Rick. Have, well, first of all, just, uh, just to go back really quick, I have been making some impulse um, or in you know quarantine online purchases. Um, Greg has made some, too. Have you been making any? Uh, well, okay. Quit licking the chair. Sorry, my dog. <laughs> We're all just a you know a little bundle of OCD over here. So he Philo like adopted the uh, clean your hands a thousand times a day thing years ago. He's <laughs> he's way ahead of the curve on that. Um, impulse. Oh hello Willard. Uh, he's uh, impulse buys. I think I don't think so. I think that I've kind of restricted myself because I I think that I have this dim recognition that if I started that it would just become. I think that would become uh, untenable pretty quickly. I it's a slippery lose. slope. You're, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. Oh, I, I think I have a, it's the same reason that I don't, it's the same reason I don't do a lot of things. It's the same reason that I don't drink. It's the same reason that, you know, the handful of times in my life that people have, you know, said, I have some narcotics. Would you enjoy trying them? And I, <laughs> I always thought two things. One, yes, I would. And two, <laughs> therefore, I, you know, therefore I mustn't. Uh, so that's, you know, a bit the shopping thing too. Um, although I did, I did buy, it's not here, but here's the other thing. Have you noticed this? That like, I mean, so we've had this bell curve or like it used to be that you would, you want something and you go to the store and you buy it. Yeah. And then it was like, oh, I don't even have to leave the house. Now I can order it from Amazon and it'll just arrive, you know, like in the mail, like a week later or two weeks later or whatever. Then it became well, no, I can order it from Amazon and it'll be here in like 36 hours or 48 hours or whatever. But now that we've gone from it being, because see, I am old enough to remember, because I'm ancient, so I'm old enough to remember seeing these like, you know, where they, on television, they'd be advertising, you know, like whatever, some sort of like kitchen implement. And it would be, you know, please allow six to eight weeks for delivery, which just sounds insane now. Right. And so, so then, but now we've, we went down to this thing where Amazon would have it to you in 48 hours. But now that we did that, suddenly now 48 hours is actually in a way it's like worse than two weeks because it's it's so close that my anticipation kind of boils over and then i get frustrated so now i'm now i'm actually back to where when i go to a website for a store my first thing is to check to see if it's at the store and if i can go pick it up right now today like Mm -hmm. in an hour I, i don't know it's somehow like the 48 hours is close enough to be just tantalizing and sort of frustrating so now i just want to like it's like, that why do sense. you not have them in stock right now? When yeah, I do this? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if you get it to me in thirty-six hours, you should be able to get it to me in an hour and a half. You know, <laughs> and it's like, which is a totally irrational American impulse. But yeah, so, uh, but but this is all to say, okay, seriously, you've got to quit licking your paws. Um, oh, buddy, it's just uh, one of those things. Um, <laughs> but this is all to say that so, like three days ago. This is one of those things you probably didn't think you'd hear me talk about. So, like, three days ago, I finally just gave up, and I ordered, like, an upscale, an upscale nose hair trimmer. <laughs> nice. Which All is, right. You, hey, you I do mean, you. That's awesome. I, I mean, which is, you know, again, it just feels, like, necessary and also, like, like a ridiculous extravagance at the same time. Like, it's a very specialized tool. It's a thing that if you want to clean out, if you want to, like, remove nose hairs, that's the thing to do it with. 
And so it seems the right tool for the job. It also seems like a colossal waste of money and like a totally self-indulgent, like first world thing to purchase. At the same time, I cannot deny my giddy excitement at the prospect of my nose hair trimmer arriving in the mail. And I swear to God, I don't even know if my nose hair needs trimming right now. The instant it gets here, I mean, it pains me that when it gets here, I'm going to have to plug it into the wall and let the USB battery charge <laughs> for like three hours. Yeah. Because like, I want to trimming. I want to start trimming nose hair right away. Which uh, I, I I do have a question about it. What makes it upgraded? Yeah, and I want to know how much a high quality upgraded nose hair trimmer costs. If you well, aren't okay, or if so, you're uncomfortable saying. No, 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 no. It's fine. I mean, it wasn't. It was less than you might expect, Sarah. It's the because <laughs> the because the thing is, I like, I never learn in that. You know, it, 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 as somebody said on the wire, no matter how many times you know you fuck up, you just keep doing the same, and that's like mm-hmm. the story of my life, and I think a lot of people's lives. So, even I, who should know better, I do this thing of buying. Sometimes it's like a cheap version of something, and sometimes, like sometimes, I'll do this thing where I'll get one just below the version that I kind of want. So it's like you know, if they're selling a forty-eight inch television. You know, I'll be like, ah, eh, it's too much. I'll get a 46-inch television, which is fucking stupid because it's like, you know, give her like another $10, I could get like a little larger. So I bought a series of nose hair trimmers that... <laughs> That's that, why that made me laugh go. <laughs> well, because it's like... And also because, well, because it's a nose hair trimmer and it's also, because they don't even call it a nose hair trimmer, which is clearly what it is. It, they call it a personal groomer. And it's clearly <laughs> just for your... It's just for your ears and your nose. There's, it's like they have that one that's called... I mean, I think it's called it's uh, just the bikini trimmer because it's like because yeah. we have a weird thing in this country about where you know we're sort of like tight assed about that sort of stuff. And so, you know, I, I can't speak for women. Like here, Sarah, let me ask you this. Yes, tell me. It's not about bikinis. Let Thank me ask you, you this though. <laughs> yes. At a certain point, men and Greg knows what I'm talking about with this. At a certain point, men, everybody knows they begin to grow like the weird like ear hair. Yeah, and so. First of all, like, what is that about? Is it like some reverse plumage as a way, like nature put it there to scare off like younger women so they don't look <laughs> up with a guy who's going to be dead when the kid is five years old? Is that the thing? Well, like, I'm still traumatized from you. I remember you told me like 15 years ago that when your hair starts turning gray, that means your body's just kind of giving up on you. And it's just like, oh, oh well, well, we're not making any more color anymore. By- yes. I think yeah. about that all the I found like a, a, a grayish hair. I'm like, cool, dying from the inside. Thanks, Rick. That's all I can yeah, think. No, it, no, as soon as your gray as soon as your gray comes in, it's like that means that like, well, you weren't really supposed to live this long. It's like running yeah, out of clean underwear on a vacation. It's, it's yeah. like, well, we Horrible. thought we'd be done by now, so <laughs> you're but artificially yeah, so I get, propped you're up. You're past your expiration yeah. <laughs> date, is that what totally. it is? <laughs> so I get so I get like this weird ear hair and there is nothing more painful in the world than plucking out an ear hair. Oh. It's like it's like insanely painful. So, at a, not that you would know about this hair, but do women, do you think, of a certain age, do they start to get like a ear hair thing? Let me tell you, women of a certain age, I would not know anything about this. No ear hair, at least for me and people I know. But you know what women get, and I'm just going to say this, and you know, you can say that it's gross or whatever. Women get mm. random whisker hairs. You get a random mm. hair every now and again, like on your chin or along your jawline. It is the weirdest grossest thing it just comes out of nowhere you just gotta pluck it and it hurts like motherfucker but um, yeah but those just come like they just start as you get older and if you talk to other girls i've talked to my girlfriends about it and i'm just like do you get this and it's something that a lot of women have that nobody talks about because they feel gross about it huh well and it's also like you think like am i the only one or is it like a weird you know and so so that so again it's like my thing is that 
my the only conclusion I can come to, well, with the ear hair, is either A, that nature put it there again as a way, because like, you know, because men, not just men, but men will go a long way toward trying to look younger than they are and like sucking sure. in the gut, whatever. And it's like, that is there as a way to be like, no, 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 women, stay away. He's almost <laughs> dead. It's, and so, uh, but it's also just that like, you know, you've reached a point where just your body is just fraying like an old carpet and things are misfiring. You know, things are growing where they're not supposed to. Some stuff just shuts off and stops working or whatever. And so anyway, so I get like the ear hair and the nose hair. What about the eyebrows really quick? Eyebrows. Are your eyebrows wily or are they like staying intact? Well, they are, but they've been like that, like, you know, for like a long time. My hair, my hairs, my, you know, if like I don't trim them. So normally like when I get my hair cut, the woman, I'll just tell her, I'll be like, I can't do this because I'll fuck it up and blind myself. And so she'll like whatever. So now they totally are. And I think it's got an eyebrow attachment Although I have no idea how that works, and I almost certainly won't be brave enough to use it. Yeah, and I'm so, terrified of that, of the eyebrow stuff. I've seen Greg rip yeah. out an eyebrow with his bare fingers before. It was so oh. unnerving. Oh, no, I'll do that before I'll take, like, any sort of electric trimmer. To yes. my eye. So when I was in high school, there was this, and this was not an accident, but it was still awkward for everyone. When I was in high school, there was this guy named Phil uh, who was in uh, one of my classes with me, and this was like right when vanilla ice was sort of blowing up as they say and vanilla ice had the notched eyebrows and so phil like came to school one day thinking that would be his ticket to (laughs) style and so he's a freshman and he just showed up with notched eyebrows and it did not have the desired effect because it's not like we all just suddenly went my god you are a maven of sophisticated we all just were like look at phil And then it's like, then he came back the next day and he'd like colored it in with mascara, which is almost worse then, right? Because then it's like, because then we all know, we're like, well, your eyebrows were notched yesterday. They're not notched today, Phil. What's up with that? And plus we know that he, at home, he, plus it's like 1989 in Kennewick. So he's probably stealing his mom's mascara to do his, you know, to to fill in his eyebrows every morning. Long year for Phil. Yeah, that was kind of like when I tried to pull off a mustache. In junior year of high school, oh no! I had just enough hair to have like I had like a wispy beard thing, and I shaved it off and just went the, with the mustache and showed up at school as though everybody'd just be like, "Wow, dude, yeah, badass mustache, great." Yeah. Uh, that yeah, was not no, the reaction like, at all. Yeah, I I remember. Uh, so I remember, at, you know, and of course I still wear. You can see it now. I'm basically an overgrown adolescent. I still wear jewelry to this day, as though you know. As though, like, dressing like Jimmy Page will sort of have the desired effect of making me Jimmy yeah. Page. But uh, I was in high school. I went through, you know, I like, I didn't know. I was unsure where I would where I would purchase uh, a jewelry for myself as, like, a 16-year-old, you know, young man. And so before I realized that I could just go to the mall and go to Claire's, I'm, I literally, like, made, like, bracelets for myself out of, like, wire coat hangers. Uh, and so I was like at home with wire cutters, like cutting <laughs> wire hangers, wire into hangers into... <laughs> and putting them on and scratching the fuck out of my wrists. Yeah. And then I went to school thinking like, this is it. I'm totally going to look like Robert Plant. And, <laughs> you know, and that did not anyway. So, uh, anyway, so the long story short, so it's like I, or long story long, possibly. <laughs> so I've gone through this thing where I've purchased, uh, like really like shitty, like bargain basement nose hair trimmers, which you think even just saying that out loud is enough to tell you, like, don't do that, right? Right. Like, there's some things you can buy at the dollar store. Like, a nose hair trimmer is not one of them. Yeah. But, so I finally, so I bought this, like, last year, I bought, like, another, like, $9 nose hair trimmer that I somehow thought was going to be magical, and it's not. And so here's the thing about a nose hair trimmer, is when it doesn't work well, it works 
horribly. Like, if it doesn't work perfectly, it's awful. Because what happens is, I, I feel like if it was in the other, if it was closer, I would go get it and show you. But what happens is you take this nose hair trimmer, which sort of looks like a, like a giant, um, it looks like one of those Crayola markers that's pointed at the end. It's about like that. And so you put it in your nose, and you turn it on, and it goes zzzz, and it. But what happens is, is that then the motor just randomly dies or slows down. And what happens when a nose hair trimmer randomly dies or slows down is it actually just, like, grabs a hold of the nose hair and then can't can actually pull it out or even cut it. It just wrenches it a little bit. Oh, God. Oh, that sounds right? not See? fun. That's what oh. I'm saying. And so that's me, like, three... It's like, how dumb can I be? Like, three or four times, I'm, like, trimming my ear hair, and it gets caught and just goes... And just, like, you know, and just singes up. And finally, I was like, fuck that. I'm done. So I went to this uh, website... Um, this is not a plug, but I went to this website called uh, The Sweet Home, which is it's uh, a sister site of The Wire Cutter, where they do product reviews. And the whole gimmick of the site is that they only they give you one recommendation. I mean, they do like a runner-up thing at the end or whatever, but they don't give you a whole. They just go like, this is the one to get. This is the only one you need. Mm. And I went and I was like, best nose hair trimmer. And sure enough, it came up. <laughs> and then below that, I swear to God, below that was like best pube trimmer or something. And I was like, well, Perfect. okay. So but, how much are, yeah. Right, yeah, so keep getting, yeah, keep going. I want to, but I'm like, so it's so on the curious. way. That's what I'm saying. So it's on the way. And it's just like every day I'm checking the tracking going like, maybe my nose hair trimmer will arrive yeah. earlier than expected. That's always a pleasant. I have been saying that like daily on the show. I'm like, my life is just now full of tracking the packages that I have ordered. And then like, once I finally get them, like, hey, I'm happy, but bam, I'm like, what am I going to do now that I'm not tracking my package? Order another one. I know that's yeah. what I've been doing. Yeah. Well, and so this is all around. Well, before we finish this, I do want to know. If you are comfortable saying so, how much is a deluxe? Oh, that... I, I, it wasn't go like twenty five bucks. I'm gonna go thirty five. I uh, well, so uh, so if this was the Price Is Right, Greg would win because it was twenty six dollars. Oh, um, yeah, one dollar. Uh, okay. That was on sale. It was normally twenty nine dollars, but it was like you know. And, but I figured that that's a thing because you know the thing about again the thing about like a nose hair trimmer, it's like a vacuum cleaner in that a vacuum cleaner. Here's the reason I don't mind paying a lot because I've got a I didn't buy it new, but I've got a Dyson vacuum cleaner, which is you know, and I even spent yeah, you know, and I I I mean I bought it used for not a lot of money, but I waited like I didn't just run out and get like I waited until there was one that I could afford that was whatever because the thing about a vacuum cleaner is there's nothing else that does that job. Like if your vacuum cleaner starts working, you're fucked. Like there's Mm -hmm. nothing else. Like you can't clean your carpet with tweezers or like a lint roller. There's Mm -hmm. nothing else that does that job. And so I don't mind paying. I've reached this point in my life where I am trying to buy fewer things, but better things. Mm -hmm. In other words, so I'm not replacing something every 18 months because that just that just seems ridiculous. So um, anyway, so, yeah, so it's like I'm just uh, so now my whole life now is just revolving around waiting for, you know, waiting for a thing to arrive so I can trim those hairs that may or may not even be there (laughs) for people who won't see me. (laughs) <laughs> Perfect. Right. Yeah. Well, and this is how this whole conversation started because Greg has been aggressively um, tracking one of his impulse purchases, and I wanted him to not talk about it until we brought you on because I wanted to. Um, yeah. Yeah. To, I just wanted to include you in this conversation. Well, it, so. it is an. It was an impulse purchase I made a couple of weeks ago, and I kind of forgot about it until I got a notification that I had this tracking number, and. Um, I'm questioning a few things about myself by buying this, but at the same time, I'm kind of excited for it. So we had a conversation about about cargo shorts on the show, um, about whether they are uh, they're not fashionable was the general term. I think that was was determined. I'm, Is that what would you say? I'm 
Uh, no. They're not fashionable. They're, yes. No. Uh, but, they're, they're convenient. But I've, I've gotten to this point where I'm looking at function a lot more than I care about fashion. Function over fashion. Function over fashion. And I'm like, you know what? I've been riding my bike more. A good new pair of cargo shorts would really help that out a lot. I can carry all kinds of things. and All your treasures. All my treasures. And then at that same time, our, but after we talked about this on the show, our buddy Tristan posted something on my page of, his, of an advertisement for tactical cargo shorts. And tactical. Tactical. Cargo shorts, and it's got a video of them, a snazzy video showcasing the Velcro that you can use to secure them, all the pockets, and then they have a <laughs> they have a video of a truck pulling another truck, towing it with the shorts being the tow rope. So one end of the shorts on each side of the truck as it's pulling the other truck, and uh, and I I ordered them, I ordered them. What are you gonna be? I- what are you going to be doing in or carrying in these cargo shorts that they need that sort of like torsion? You know? right. And yeah. can I also I, can I also point out that uh, Greg did not point out that uh, one of the other big selling points is that they're waterproof. Yes, they're I'm waterproof. Like, why do you need waterproof they also, regular shorts? They're knife proof as well because they showcase a guy taking a knife to him and I he can't cut through it. So okay, okay. Yeah. So this uh, here's exactly what I thought of when you said tactical. So I was thinking about this uh, the other day actually. Um, because I, I, you know, because it's weird that magazines still exist on some level. Like, because you think that right. you know that sort of industry that doesn't, you know, has been phased out. But there's still like tons of magazines for sale at magazine stands, at stores, and whatever. It's weird. Oh, yeah. And so, but a magazine that still exists, and there's many of them, are those like Soldier of Fortune type magazines. Oh yeah. Where it's just you know, and it's like a bunch of those jagoff dudes that are in <laughs> Idaho protesting things or whatever. And it's like yep. guys who just you know. Like their whole life is one big Call of Duty, you know, game or whatever, except uh-huh. they don't, except they view it as like reality. And, but when I was in like eighth grade, I remember reading, my friends and I went through this phase where we read these like Navy SEAL magazines. And, you know, and, and but the thing they sold, and they sold this everywhere, like in, in, like in the back of like Playboy, and they sold it in like Parade magazine, I think. And it was this survival knife, which I think was popularized by Rambo. Yeah. And the survival knife, it was like it had a compass in the, in the butt of it, and it had and it, you could unscrew it. It held waterproof matches and like a thing you could cut a tree down with or whatever. My friends and I all coveted this knife, and again, it was like you know they'd show a guy like driving a car over it and using a blowtorch on it, and <laughs> yeah. like and then like still you know then he could still like chop a coconut open with it you know to survive. And we all wanted that, even though none of those features would ever be put to use in our normal life or even our abnormal life ever ever ever. Yeah, yeah. That, that that's really what these yeah. shorts are. I don't know why I purchased it, but now I'm. But now, now you're I'm excited kind of excited because about you have it. something to look forward yeah, to. But are it's going to test the, the towing the truck thing. You, I, you should do. That. I think no. I, I want to see. Will you let me stab you in the legs? No, you can't stab me in the legs. That's not. <laughs> if you believe, if it's them, I have a knife. Can I? I am it? so confident in these shorts that yes, no. Um. <laughs> Just let me try. If you believe, you know all the rumors. Just Dude, but the thing is, like, I'm getting these, and I think it's kind of funny. But you, you're right. There's so many people out there that are like, "Yeah, I need tactical cargo shorts." You know, when they come to take my guns away, I'm gonna need these in order to swim across the river and hide in my, you know, hole or whatever they've created. Um, well, what fear is that the guy who somehow feels that like they need to be knife proof yeah. is somehow also like. He's afraid of like he's he's anticipating that he's going to enter a situation where he might conceivably be stabbed with a knife or an axe or whatever. Yeah. So and yet he's also afraid of getting wet. 
Yes, I know. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, to oh, be stabbed raining. on, like, the upper parts of his thigh or his buttocks. Like, not going to stab me anywhere else, just yeah. on, you know, half my legs. Yeah. And also, if a guy is, like, really that intent to take any, he's, you know, I mean, do they protect against a guy just punching you in the balls? It seems like that. <laughs> Ball punch proof. Yeah, I, I'm not sure on that part. I, you know, you bringing up the Soldier of Fortune thing does remind me, like, because you were reading those when you were in eighth grade. And I used to read, I've talked about it before in the show a long time ago, but in six... Hold on, are you, go ahead. I, okay, I have in my head, I, I'm predicting what you're going to say. Go ahead. Ninja Magazine. Oh, no, well, okay, so no, my friend Brian read Ninja Magazine. Um, yes, no, yeah. my friend, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, uh, I am, I, that's like the, that's like a sort of cousin magazine. It's like some dudes are reading Dragonlance or whatever, mm-hmm. or ElfQuest, and then other dudes are reading Ninja. Yeah. yeah, and I used to think I was really, I, th- I thought I was really cool because of the fact that I read it, and this was, I remember still in like sixth grade, I would... I would go be in class and I would lay them out on my desk casually, just hoping somebody would walk by and ask me about my ninja magazine, <laughs> thinking, wow, Greg's a badass. Look at him. He's reading about ninja moves and uh, and like try to get girls to see the fact that I had the ninja magazine there. And uh, I mean, but adults my... even still kind of do that stuff. Like when you're reading a book and you're like are reading something in a coffee shop and you just want to make sure that somebody can see the child be like, look at how cool I am. Yeah. I mean, it's something that never goes away. Oh, yeah. No. And it would have like, nobody would ever like... think you were cool reading no. a ninja magazine, by the way. No, but it had like all kinds of, you know, articles on throwing stars and the best kind of Jesus sword Christ. to get and then like secret ways to hide from people, you know, and have like so, like moves. So like, let's say that like a girl had stopped by and she's like, so I see you're reading a ninja magazine. Like what was. <laughs> Like, okay, and you're like, yes, I am. And then yeah. she says, like, like, what is the next line of that conversation? Like, where that do you go from? It's so yeah. accurate. Like, what do you do? You'd be like, you talk about your own ninja moves? Here, let's practice this. Yeah. Oh, I see a really ninja magazine. Oh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, they've got throwing stars in it. <laughs> Wait, but do you have a reason, like, why? What do you mean? It's a ninja magazine. Do you want to go out with me? <laughs> <laughs> I can show you all the rest of my ninja magazines. There's so, so many here's moves. A thing that, Jesus. Here's a thing that I did not know, but which actually, in retrospect, makes a lot of sense. So I read this magazine. Uh, this magazine. I read this book called. Um, it's. Uh, I'm not like a big comic book guy, but you know, as you guys know, I'm a fan of. I love learning about the histories of things, even if they're things I'm not really into. Mm-hmm. So there's a great book called Marvel Comics: The Secret History by this guy named Sean Howe. Um, who I think wrote for Grantland, and um, it's just you know, it's it's you know, it's like a four or five hundred page book, and it's like the definitive history of Marvel comics from the from the nineteen thirties up till like two thousand fifteen or something. And they talk a lot about Frank Miller, who went on to do like the Dark Knight and whatever. But he started doing he his first breakout thing was doing Daredevil, and apparently, Daredevil uh, was one of the things that uh, injected the whole popularity of. Throwing stars or Shuriken, uh into <laughs> oh, that was one of that was the that was one of the first mainstream exposures of throwing stars, and that's how wow. a lot of like suburban kids first learned about them was through Daredevil uh, comics. Interesting. And, and that's a and so and from there then they were and because there was a whole thing of ninja movies in the eighties. Uh, and yeah. there so, were so many ninja movies. You're American absolutely ninja. correct. Yeah. 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 And Revenge of the Ninja and all of those. And my friend, so my friend Brian had, same guy who read Ninja Magazine, somehow, like, because you go to the fair, and at the fair, there would always just be a table of a guy selling butterfly knives and throwing stars to anyone, yeah, anyone yeah. who had $3. Yes. You know, and then you'd, like, get a straw hat you spray painted purple or something, you know, or whatever. Uh, but my friend Brian just got these throwing stars, 
like shit that would get you put in prison now. Like he would just in fifth grade, he's just sitting there with like a like a knife block, just sharpening throwing stars in math class, you know, just as one does. And you know, I like I don't even know was he anticipating like hoping for a home invasion so he could suddenly just defend his family with you know, it's like a. And where who was making those? What factory was there? A factory in New Jersey somewhere that like. They were making lawn darts, and then that that didn't work out, and so they're like, "Okay, Pop, here's gonna be the new thing: throwing stars. We gotta retrofit the factory now, kids. They're gonna be all over these next <laughs> summer. We gotta be ready." Yeah, there is a place I mean, in Lincoln City, right off of um, like on whatever is that Highway 101. Yeah, like there goes. Yeah, uh-huh. there is a place that legitimately just sells nothing but butterfly knives, throwing stars, maces. They have that what? Stuff. How have I never been oh, to this you've place? You've been there. No, it has a, a fucking mace, and they had multiple maces, and they had like that's where I got my Ronald Reagan knife years ago. They had like all these like you know kitschy knives that came in tins, where it's like it's a presidential knife, and I have my weird one because I'm just like that's hilarious, a Ronald Reagan knife. But yeah, everything like all these huge like ninja swords and things, and it's just like a little boutique store like right on the main thoroughfare in Lincoln City, Oregon. It's bizarre, but I go in there every time. Yeah. Is Lincoln City beset by Asian organized crime or something, or just or Chuck Norris? You know, like seriously. Is that, I will say that I am forty-seven. I am nearly five decades old. I'm nearly half a century old, and even right now, if you were to put a butterfly knife in my hand, it is genuinely a point of pride with me that I can still do the one-handed open and close of butterfly knife. Wow, oh, that's, that's cool. cool. I used to have. Like you lose a finger, do not try that. No, I never had when I had okay. a comb that I had a butterfly comb. So that was what I would use to pretend was my knife when I was playing ninja. Um, oh, like one of those ones you get at like Spencer's. Yes. Where you'd open. It? Okay. Just... Yes. Also a switchblade version as well. Gotcha. But I had both of those. Mm-hmm. I'm very proud of those. Um, but yeah, that's that's a cool move though. I mean, that's like a ninja magazine kind of move. To be yeah, that's pretty awesome, Rick. Knife. I didn't know you could do that. I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, and it's ridiculous that, like, again, like, I don't even, like, I don't remember how to do CPR or anything, but, like, yeah. I totally, I don't know who my elected representatives are, totally can still open a butterfly knife with one hand. Like, a thing that I'll never have to do, ever. No. Ever, mm-hmm. ever. Um, like, everyone has that. But yeah. still cool. Yeah. I mean, 11-year-old well, me would be really impressed. <laughs> and here's proof that guys never grow out of this. So this is, I mean, now this is, like, maybe 20-some years ago, but, but you know, still long after this this era of my life had ended, my friends and I went to see uh, Face Off, uh, the Travolta Cage oh, yeah. John Woo film, which is just a weird, disturbing film on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. especially. Oh, it's so but fucking dark. Like, you forget, yeah, like, the child the gets murdered looks... right at the beginning. I'm like, holy crap. Like, they really just Spoiler. straight up... If you haven't seen, well, and you should have seen Face yeah, Off by now. Also this long, awkward sequence of John Travolta, like, staring his teenage daughter up and down. It's all very oh, strange. Oh, it's so yeah. gross. But, yes. But there's this moment, and it is, John Woo does have, like, a knack for, like, these really cool moments. But there's this moment where Travolta, I think it's Travolta's talking to Dominique Swain, who's his daughter, and she's going out on a date or something, and he's like, you know, He's like, well, let me show you what to do. I forget what he says, but he's like, let me show you what to do Like, if, you're, if your suitor becomes too aggressive. And then John Woo just does this slow motion-like shot of Travolta's hand going, and opening this butterfly knife mm-hmm. and then handing it to her. And John Woo was like 60 at the time, and you can tell he's like, watch me do this awesome shot with a butterfly knife. Everyone will love it. And, it's, and sure enough, my friends and I are like, that's, that's righteous. We that should was go buy super something. rad. I totally remember exactly yeah. what you're talking about. I can see it in my head. It always looks cool. Maybe I need to get a butterfly knife. No, you do not, for the love of God. Yeah, so I think this all kind of started, Rick, as Greg has always kind of thought that he might start being 
like not one of the shitty ones who's like protesting at the Capitol. Not one of those. Turd- no, those aren't really preppers. Not one of those though. turd bags. But those like, are, that's different. Yeah, but like um, some sort of like. Well, what do you think? I've you're been like in quarantine a now guy? so long, and yeah. then I've been here at this house so long, like not really going out. Maybe occasionally going to the grocery store or a bike ride. That's like it. That I'm starting to get a little bit too comfortable just being at home. Yeah. To where now I'm like, well, no. Even when this is over, I'm just going to be staying here. Like gonna, Ricky does talk a lot about up. like his crossbow that he has, and now he oh, has these like knife proof crossbow. <laughs> I've got a mini crossbow. crossbow. It's a yeah, mini it's true. crossbow. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What like a like a trebuchet was too big just to carry around with you or whatever? <laughs> it was. I think there are a couple swords. Yeah. Didn't you say you had some sort of air pellet gun or something? I do have a pellet gun somewhere. Oh, I'm Lord. realizing I have all this stuff. It's not like I intentionally went out to collect an arsenal of. Shitty but do you feel like but, I, I, do you feel like you're you know, finally becoming the man that you always thought that you knew that you'd be <laughs> you, with my mini crossbow that can, <laughs> because your tactical shorts are pulling with it all my together. tactical shorts yeah I don't know I don't, I'm really I'm analyzing what's going on with me I'm not really necessarily stoked I mean, about it but it's what's happening I, I mean let's I mean I say this as a man who has a hatchet on the wall behind him <laughs> right now and also I have like within literally within sight of where I'm sitting right now I can see one two three four five life-size, uh, you know, faux human skulls sitting up. So, I mean, it's not, like, it's not like I'm any less of a dork. I mean, it's like guys are just sort of dumb and they just, you know, learn to mask it or turn it into some sort of, like, quirky character trait or, you know, some sort of, you know, no, it's yeah. it's for my art or whatever. It's They just learn to, you know, come up with a plausible explanation for it. But really, we all just want throwing stars and to be able to flip open a butterfly knife. That is knife. very strange because, I, I mean, I know it's not necessarily a male-female thing, but it is quite strange how many men I know in my life that really do have, like, weaponry hanging on their walls for some reason that are just completely fascinated by, like, swords or hatchets or throwing stars. I think that... Uh, I think it was um, uh, uh, the filmmaker uh, Wes Anderson who said... Um, he said this thing about... Because in, in Rushmore, there's this thing where Max, Max Fisher's trying to get, like, an aquarium put in to impress the teacher. And he's, like, on the phone with a guy from South America to get piranha. And on the commentary, Wes Anderson is, like... All teenage boys, or he's like, all young boys go through a couple of phases. One is where you're fascinated with piranha, and the other is where you're fascinated with petrified wood, which is totally true. Yeah, because it I seems, definitely so did guy, that. I was totally did that. And then growing up, the guy who lived across the street from me for a couple of years had piranha. And, and like, every day he'd be like, oh, it's time to feed goldfish to the piranha. And, like, all of the neighborhood kids, by which I mean all the neighborhood boys, would descend on his... Because the girls were like, I'm not going to watch him feed fucking fish to a piranha. No, thank you. But all the boys are like, I'll totally watch that. Which is a thing I wouldn't watch now, but I totally watched it then because I thought it was righteous. Oh, see, I knew a bunch of boys who would, uh, like, someone would have a snake and they'd go over to watch mice being fed to a, you know, like a boa constrictor or something. Ooh, which, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I mean... And so just if I can sort of round this out, yeah. I will say that uh, because and it's it's actually date appropriate. Um, one of the there are many, 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 many things about this pandemic that are way worse than this. But one of my disappointments is that I'm not able to go to OMSI right now because OMSI has I think it's an OMSI. They have this giant uh, exhibit about the Mount St. Helens eruption, which was 40 years ago today. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's been a bunch of articles and whatever about it. But it's uh, so I actually have here so this is actually a jar of mount st helens ash nice which i have just sort of kept for no real reason wow, it that's awesome any, there's no purpose there's no whatever but i'm a dude and it came out of a volcano so it's like i gotta keep it <laughs> and so this was um so my dad was in ritzville uh when mount st helens erupted and so he was a lot closer than i was in kennewick 
but he was in Ritzville and he had a tiny little he had a little pickup truck, a uh, thing called a Chevy Love, which was a little pickup truck that he drove for his work. And when he by the time he got back to Kennewick from Ritzville, uh, the bed of his pickup truck like it was had like four inches of volcano ash in it. Wow! And so he arrived home right as the school bus was coming to drop us all off or to drop me off at my house. And so for like a day and a half, I was like the big man on the little campus <laughs> because all the kids got off the school bus and my mom went in and got some Dixie cups. And so like all the kids came over and like scooped a thing of volcanic ash out of the back of my dad's truck and like, you know, took it home to whatever, you know. And so, wow. but this is, this is from that. And I have no reason for keeping it except I do. That's so. so cool. Yeah, actually, I was sorry. our mutual friend Amanda Pants was just sharing her um, her grandmother um, when she was staying at her grandmother's house. They also had it was covered with a bunch of ash, and she has exactly that a jar yeah. full of the ash from her grandma's house. I mean, you probably I know Pike the the Pike Street Market is you know the the public market's closed in Seattle, but when it's not, even now I think you can still go and they sell like soap dishes you know shaped like turtles that are made out of volcanic ash or whatever. It's like a I I I have this memory. And I do, here's like one of those things where it's like as you get older, especially I've learned to be suspicious of my own memories mm-hmm. because like, you know, sometimes you like my my brother told this. My brother was telling me he was like at a party once like a couple years ago and he was telling this story. And as he's telling this fantastic story in his head, he suddenly realizes, wait a minute, this didn't happen to me. This <laughs> happened. This happened to my college roommate, you know, like Jack. whatever, And. <laughs> As he's telling the story, a little voice is going, hey, this didn't happen to you. This happened to another guy. And he's, But he's like, well, fuck it. I'm already in, so I'll just keep going. Like, But he realized as he was telling the story, with all of this detail, it didn't happen to him. He wasn't there when it happened. He didn't witness it. It was somebody else's story that he had forgotten did not happen to him. And so, uh, but I have this memory of the sky in Kennewick after like a day or so after the eruption getting really gray and really dark. And of the ash sort of falling like weird Tim Burton snow in the in the streetlights. But I don't know if that happened or if that's a thing that happened like in Portland and I saw it on the news and I just right. imposed it on my own childhood. No idea. That is, I have those times sometimes too when I go back to like Bremerton and I'll talk to my friends and there's some like, you know, like the time that I hired the stripper for my friend's 16th birthday. Like I'm talking to that. I'm, I'm make sure I'm like, that really happened, right? Like. We did that, and they're like, okay, because sometimes, you know, something sounds so far-fetched that you truly can't remember whether or not, like, you feel like you're making it up even when you're not, and vice right. versa. Yeah. Are these new glasses you're wearing? Yes. Oh, can you finally see them? So this is my spontaneous um, quarantine purchase. So I need glasses. I'm trying out some frames. These are the first ones I got. I'm, uh, Greg thinks they're ridiculous, but I... Do you want to say where they're from? Can you, can you say, Yeah, like, yeah. So it's from a website called Zlul. It was, like, a Chinese website. I totally was suckered into a Facebook advertisement and I clicked on like, these are really fucking cool looking. Um, waited, they took about a month to get here, but man, they are like high quality and I'm super stoked about them. So I'm testing well, them so- right now to see if I want to put my actual lenses in them. Okay. Cause those are just where they send you the five frames or whatever, however many, and then you try them on and blah, blah, blah. Oh no, this is just uh-huh. one. This is a frame that I just actually purchased okay. because I really oh, like them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so I actually, I've totally forgotten about this. I, I guess when I said impulse buy and I said it was just a nose hair trimmer, I guess not because actually I've already forgotten about this. I actually ordered a new pair of eyeglasses like two or three days ago from a website. And, ooh. and you know, so, and they do that thing of giving you updates like, ooh, they're being manufactured. Ooh, they're, they're being polished. Ooh, they're being, you know, 
whatever, like cured in the kiln or whatever happens. And then it's like, and then, you know, they're going to be mailed and it's, you know, it's excruciating and sort of exciting all at once. So yeah, so I'm also waiting on another pair of glasses that oh. I may not actually need. Uh, that's so funny. I just was checking and like, I just got an alert in my email. I'd actually ordered a, um, a new like face mask for the store. And I actually, it just got delivered two minutes ago. So I'm going to go and open my special present. I'm so excited. Do you have the Amazon Echo that just tells you when your package has arrived? Oh, no. This is just – they. Th- it's this company that actually just – it's like your order has been delivered, Sarah. I'm like, whoo. And then, like, sometimes I'll get, like, a photo. With, like, here's the guy putting it on your porch or whatever, which is sort oh, of – Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. 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 Amazon does that, Oh, I think. So, so Greg has got tactical pants. Yes. Sarah's got – Sarah's got exciting new eyewear, which I like, by the way. Thank Those you very nice. much. Thank you. I appreciate uh, it. I'm waiting for a nose hair trimmer and another pair of spectacles. So I don't know what it says about us at all. Oh, well, I can't day, wait to see day your new Day 60 glasses. something of the apocalypse. That's where we're at. That's exactly where we're at. And I, yeah, we need to have a full review on the nose hair, nose hair trimmers uh, next week. Yes. Yes, I can. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, if you're lucky, I, I mean, I'm doing my best to not pluck any nose hair so it'll really be ready for a good, you know, sort of. That's what I've been doing. I've been growing out my eyebrows. So that way when I'm ready for a good plucking, when I can see, you know, when we can see a humans again. Yeah. A good plucking. <laughs> I'm growing them back now and then I'll like shape them eventually someday when we see other humans. Uh, what is eyebrow threading? Uh, I think that's when you pull. It's like some technique that there is where they like thread around and like pull them out. I don't know. I've never really understood. It makes me uncomfortable. But it's like fancy. Just the idea yeah, of it makes me uncomfortable. Like, I don't it know why. Weave, like thread around and then like pull it and then it rips out the what? eyebrow hairs. Yeah, that sounds painful. Greg, yeah. Greg, when will your shorts arrive? Uh, I'm trying to track them now <laughs> and they don't have the date. They sent me a tracking number, but the tracking number is not working. So oh. I've replied to customer service asking firmly, where are my tactical cargo shorts at? And uh, hopefully I'll get an answer soon. Wow. They, I uh, thought they had shipped. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll just... I'll just end on this. I when I was looking for a nose hair trimmer, I found there was one that like doubled as a you know down below hair trimmer. Oh yeah. And so I was reading the review, and the review it actually said this. The I screen kept it. The review is perfect. The review said so weird. It was like a weird whiplash review. It said I could get a better trim by shoving my junk into a wood chipper, and then would buy again. <laughs> Makes no sense, but it was sort of Perfect. it made my day. <laughs> That's yeah. great. Well, thank you so much, Rick. This Rick, has been as delightful. You are the thing. You are the sunshine that I look forward to every Monday. So thanks for being you. Doing my best. <laughs> Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. We'll be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Thanks, Rick. Bye. Bye, Bye friends. Bye.